0: Welcome to
1: Heart Warriors Radio with your host, Ms. Yona Brindis, Mr. Jeff Casper. You can learn more about both of them by going to the website at transcoats.com. And me, Ryan McCormick. You can learn more about me by going to my website at outerlimitsradio.com. All right everyone, our focus of attention today is the topic how the next generation of energy healers and coaches will revolutionize our world. Mr. Jeff Casper, Ms. Yona Brindis, can you please go into detail about this uh, fabulous article that
0: you've written on your site transcodes.com. Hello everybody. Thank you for joining our show here today. Hey Ryan. Hey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, when you say the title like that, of course I see the the grandiosity in that. But um it's cool. enough. Cool. Well, what I was trying to point out here is that we are looking at a big shift um, in this whole energy healing, energy working, spiritual healing business, all right? I was looking at it from the business standpoint, and I was comparing it with uh, how uh, all these alternative um, therapies that started to develop, like what? when did they start, like 40, 50 years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um you know, like acupuncture, acupressure, I mean even nutritional therapies and stuff like that, fifty years ago, this was like total woo-woo stuff, right And I was comparing um energy healing uh, the emergent energy healing business with um, what we've experienced with uh, say the the acupuncture and alternative uh, medicine or or supplementive uh, supplemented uh, um, uh, therapies and um what i'm uh, the main statement here in this article is that we're looking at a whole new generation of people who will need energetic assistance all right not so much in what maybe our generation still understands as sort of woo woo spiritual séance uh, or uh, type of healing but but hands-on energetic coaching energetic Um, uh self-healing modalities and what we are seeing here in our practice Ryan is 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 this generation emerging we get requests from all professions now this uh, did not happen until like maybe five years ago yeah yeah Yeah. like about five years ago to start it that we we can request from medical doctors, from counselors, from life coaches, from physical therapists, mm-hmm. acupuncturists, body workers, yoga instructors, um uh, yeah. personal trainers
2: mm-hmm. who want
0: to add who want to add energy work to their existing services because they feel that there's more and they feel they can go deeper mm-hmm. with their clients. They just want to learn how to do this. And this is a whole new uh, type of energy healer because they have absolutely, or for for the for the most part, no ties to um, esotericism or New Age. They're not seeing this as something woo woo. They're seeing this as a um, sort of um, a continued education. We just don't have continued education courses for yet, which is something that we're working on. But um, uh, to see. That there is a a whole new movement within the healing profession and uh, the the healing practitioners is very, very interesting. And this leads us to believe that there will be a huge demand in the future.
1: When you say huge demand in the future, I mean, the stuff that you're talking about, energy work, a lot of people do not see the etheric field. I don't see the etheric field. Um, You know, some people, they, they, they can say, well, I'm an energy healer and let me put my hand on you. And... You know, how, how difficult is it or how do you, what, what do you think is a challenge in order to show all people and to have all people accept this as being a valid form of treatment? I mean, a lot of people, some people don't 100% accept traditional medicine, but a majority of people know that if you go to a doctor and he gives you something, chances are you're probably going to feel better. So how do you get that in the public consciousness that the energy work has the same validity, if not more validity, than conventional medicine?
0: Um, first of all, you know, there is, of course, I see, I see where you're coming from. Uh, the, it's the problem with the objectivity. Okay, energy work is very subjective, right? And so uh, the seeing, the visual aspect that you brought in, has to do with that. In the old paradigm of things, you know, we um, tend to, to have this unconscious belief system that uh, only what we can see is real all right, so that's the first thing we got to let go of, but um, not everybody, uh not every energy worker, every healer sees energies, don't mm-hmm. forget that, um, the perception of energies um, is something that does not happen through our five senses, that's very important to understand, we get this question all the time, in fact, um, you know, we can, we can actually make out that it's, um, mostly, um, the male population has a, has a, has a stronger affinity to to, to visual I- image processing, whereas um, the female population has a strong affinity to to tactile kinesthetic um, uh, signal processing. Which means that most of the female energy workers or healers that we work with have have a very accurate um, kinesthetic. Perception of energies, meaning they can feel them in their bodies. They can feel exactly what kind of energy it is. Whereas a, a um, an, an energetic perception that is only based on visuals can be misleading sometimes. So a big part of our training program here, as we as we train energy healers, is to um, explain why people have to let go of the visual fixation. Because the visual can sometimes, or um, actually more often than not, be misleading when it comes to energies. Because uh, uh, the, 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 the totality of energy, uh, when we, we just call this energy, but really what we're talking about is frequencies. Okay? We're talking about things that uh, have to do with how, uh, you know, as an example, how a piece of music makes us feel or how looking at a certain uh, painting makes us feel, or how being in the company of certain, you know, of a certain circle of people makes us feel, all right? This is not natural, uh, necessarily a visual impact that we have at that point. It's a feeling. And so um, energy work has a lot to do with a person's ability to feel. If um, a person brings in the affinity uh, or the, the propensity to see energies, and then it becomes even easier for the person, for the energy, the future energy healer to uh, discern. But it is not a prerequisite. Mm-hmm. We find that it is a lot easier to to teach people how to become an energy healer if they have a good connection with their feelings. The visuals actually develop as they go. So in our uh, experience here in, in training energy healers, um, Mm -hmm. We can teach a person within three to six months how to feel energies, and even remotely. So um, when we think of energy healing, and this is also a big part of of the article, um, then we're thinking of uh, the whole range that is possible with energy healing, not just the hands-on type of, of healing that most people associate with energy healing, where you go somewhere and somebody, um, you know, touches you or or holds the hands close to you. Um, As you know, Ryan, uh, we do the majority of our energy healing work with our clients remotely. That means we don't even need uh, the physical contact, okay? So there is a – and that gives you an idea um, of how little the visual actually is needed to do energy healing. But within three to six months, we can teach someone – um to 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 do the healing we cannot teach them how to discern everything in that time it, in this article I broke this down and I compared um energy healing with uh, with an art form It's a healing art which means that the longer a person um exercises it, the longer the more experienced a person has, the more refined their um perception becomes. Uh, simply because um energy healing as opposed to all other professions require a person to let this go through them as well so it has a lot to do with the maturity of the person that the healer himself and um this actually goes in line with, with uh, the you know the tradition of 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 medicine healing and so forth uh, which is uh, in the old days if we think back at least from what we know in the books um, required like decades of apprenticeship okay so we can see this too that when people learn how to become an energy healer the, the actual techniques are easy to teach it is then uh, the uh, the internalization of it um, and and how um, each person contextualize it so every healer will have a little bit of a different speciality all right and that's something that uh, we see for this next generation of energy healers and coaches, namely uh, that they are not—they're um, not necessarily interested in, in, in calling themselves energy healers, but they're more interested in adding energy healing or energy work to their existing skill set. Meaning, someone who has found a calling, like say, as a counselor or um, as a medical doctor or as a um, personal trainer, sees that. With energy work, um, he or she can can go deeper or maybe build bridges. So the the main thing that we are seeing here is this movement towards um, combining many different healing modalities at the same time. Addressing the physical, the uh, emotional, the mental, and the spiritual at the same time. So not every healer, in quotation marks, will be able to address things on all of these levels. When a counselor comes to us, then it, it, the, the counselor typically wants to be able to go deeper with the emotional and the mental. When a physical trainer comes to us, uh, he or she typically wants to be able to go deeper with the, the physical and help the person to connect with whatever their physical restriction is. And when we have other energy healers that are already doing energy healing or that work in the spiritual um, world uh, come to us uh, to be trained, then they want to um, um, maybe learn things that go beyond what uh, they've done so far. They maybe want to learn how to do um, things like etheric surgery and, um, you know, things that go a little deeper than than just a normal uh, type of healing you know uh, into direction of uh, like you know what what you could call exorcism or something like that so there's there's always another level that is kind of like our running joke here there's always another level and um, the, this new generation of energy healers really all they're looking for is a, is a is another level of what they're already doing so i don't think really that this this, this next generation will call themselves healers. I think that they will just be, you know, real good real estate agents, real good nurses, real good doctors, real good counselors, because they add energy work to their work. And that gives them the edge that gives them the edge that gives them a stronger connection with their clients, a better retention rate. And, um, a, a, a much better way of, of uh, being of service.
1: Well, how do you – are some people actually using some of these techniques now? I mean, at what point do you have this new profession, this added element to treating people and say, okay, well, this is valid energy work. What is it comparable to – how are you able to tell the difference between somebody who's doing, you know, valid um, nationally approved energy work And those that are actually doing it are just pretending to be. I mean, could people who are just not sharp and susceptible to believing whatever they say, you know, not know the difference between authentic energy work and energy work that's being, you know, faked?
0: Well, I mean, um, at the end of the day, like in every business, you're only going to be able to be successful and to grow your business if your clients are happy, you know, if there's some kind of result, all right? So the problem in the past with with spiritual healers, let's just call it this way, is that there was so much um, specialness and so much woo-woo around that that it was very hard to discern. You know, when you when you put a healer on on a pedestal and make him a guru, uh, then you have the problem that uh, there there's a lot of uh, um, what what do you call that in anyway? English? Uh, there's no, there's a lot of like, um, um, ripoff uh, possible because, right. you know, that these people are revered for, for the picture that they're creating of themselves, but not so much for the results. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, when, when a professional, you know, like say, um, a life coach comes to me and says, I would like to add energy work to my work mm-hmm. because I, I see this, um, uh, as, as a, a <clears throat> potential, um, A way to to, to create more success, to help my clients better, then then this coach or any other profession for that matter will have results. And that is that the clients will be happier. They will have, you know, they will want to come back um, more frequently and they will um, learn to to trust in her or him.
2: The other thing that happens too is through the work, whatever they choose, that could be, you know, uh, connection work, it could be clearing work, et cetera. There's all kinds of energy work out there. But through coaching and talking through the processes and experiencing it, they notice things. It's too obvious. And you know this, Ryan, from your experiences, mm-hmm. that there's times where all of a sudden you're like, you feel it during the session or after the session, and the report just nails exactly what you're dealing with or the, the talk, whatever the however the um, information is brought across. And there is a reframing potentiality because, again, spiritual work or energy work is very subjective. But as a person, as a, as a energy worker or a healer or a clearer, pers- uh, energy clearer gets more, um, more talented at, um, discerning and feeling and connecting with their clients through rapport and so forth, the connection can be powerful.
0: But you're absolutely right, Ryan. I agree with you. And this is also something that I'm calling for in this article is that we need to develop standards. You know, we need to develop—I um, uh, uh, don't know a better word for regulation—but we need to have a sort of accredited processes, you know, that can um, uh, that can qualify um, uh, somebody who does or applies energy work. You know, I agree with that, and this is what I see coming in the next five years. You know, that this is going to be a real profession. You know, that is not, um, uh, uh, that does not have that stigma of guruism anymore, uh, mm-hmm. that it can be um, acquired by, by any profession at any university as a continued education, for instance, you know, and that uh, has a certain level of quality. And like Jeff said, there may be different directions because there's different ways to apply energy work and energy healing. Okay, so some people um, are better uh, in uh, helping people to connect within, which um, is probably part of the reason why we will need energy workers in the future, because people have issues with connecting with themselves and others. Uh, Then there's the the class of energy workers that are really good at helping people to clear things, you know, Um, like surgeons. You know, to, to, to help them to cut things out, to clear things out of their system. And then there's, uh, uh, energy work, uh, that helps people to integrate things, such as uh, working with, uh, karma, for instance, karmic aspects, or working with family aspects, or working with relationship aspects. You know, uh, so not every, um, energy healer is the same. You know, you already know this. I mean, you know, uh, there's people who are specialized on, on astrology, there's people who specialized on uh, m- m- card reading. There's people who specialized on palm reading. You know, there's all different kinds of of uh, 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 spiritual healing uh, available. Uh, it's just not been classified yet and qualified. So what I'm seeing is that uh, it will change here in the very very near future. What does
1: change? I, I wonder what is it going to take it? for it to change
0: um most of the demand so the biggest um shift that we are observing here and i think our listeners you know they're, they're listening to us right now because they can feel this too is this uh this what 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 is commonly called awakening all right is, we are awakening to something and it it produces the need for a, a a greater purpose a meaning in life and to connect with something and maybe to to have some kind of mission, some kind of calling in life um like a higher um we call it a higher vibrational goal, all right higher than just surviving you know than just getting through you know people are awakening to something that is greater. Than um, just sort of their personal ego needs, and um, we we address this group um, as uh, energetically sensitive and empaths, and this number uh, has uh, drastically increased over the last ten years. We are now looking at a at a, a, a fifteen to twenty percent of the entire population starting to feel. Um, The pull to spiritual work, to inner um, healing work, um, you know, to self-education, self-empowerment, and also actually feeling deeper sensations that they didn't have before. And that requires a lot of training because these are actually all things that that every human can feel. We just... um, We're so wrapped up with uh, our survival um, in the past that uh, we never really had sort of a moment, you know, to feel this. Um, But now that the majority of people doesn't really fight uh, uh, anymore for food or for shelter. Well, for now, but that's also, uh, if
1: you live in the U.S., life is great, but if you live outside of these different countries, It could be horrifying. I mean, people live really rough
0: rough lives. I think that we, you know, it's easy here. In in those countries, you don't really see this number, you know. So the 15 to 20 um, uh, percent ratio here uh, of uh, energetically sensitives, uh, that refers to the, the first world countries okay in in countries such as uh, or entire continents you know such as africa for instance where life is really hard and where the, the entire consciousness development um is uh, is kind of uh, uh you know like on the level of survival uh, these, uh, this this awakening uh, is not happening in these large numbers but you have them there as well the main thing is, is that people are searching for more sense in life for more purpose in life and uh, this uh, can can be seen in the number of people who become interested in meditation for instance Because okay, meditation um, historically is the discipline of silencing your mind and and connecting with the uh, the deeper you the true you uh, in order to gain insights all right and and um, connect with your inner guidance and so this is already happening the problem is is that coming out of new age coming out of this sort of spiritual specialness is is that there's a lot of people that uh, you know feel all these things and they want that they're searching for for this uh, purpose, and but they can't identify, for instance, with religion, or they can't identify with New Age or the the the, the guruism, and rightly so, because in our view, uh, you know, uh, sort of from a neutral standpoint here, um, uh, these things were uh, good at a certain time of of humanity awakening, but now they have become restrictive. So now it's actually time that people um, uh, adapt to a more liberated um, sort of modern form of spirituality that is more neutral and less dogmatic and less organized as well, meaning that it will be much more an individual process. And that's why we need uh, this whole entire uh, service group um uh, around this meaning coaches and energy workers who can help people to learn how to uh, contextualize how to identify how to discern their own energies their own inner guidance help them uh to uh, to be empowered to trust in their own intuition to trust in their own inner power oh.
1: and I'm wondering, what are going to be the standards for this? What will be the standards? How will people decide what is quality? How how would the standard quality?
2: Well, one of the biggest things would be a person who's willing to work on themselves, who's willing to go in there and and deal with their own ego, deal with um, their, you know, that's what I would say. You know, you have to begin to start there, and then what happens as you begin to work on those things you become healthier. You become stronger, and you you'll be able to enhance your own ability to discern and sense what's going on.
0: Um, if I if I understood you right, Ryan, you were you were asking about the standards. Yeah, um, how, how are
1: you going to find the the people? How are you going to find people? Because I mean, it's you have mm-hmm. a small group of people. that say, well, listen, these are the standards. I mean, I wonder who de- who defines what is high quality, what is good quality. I, mean, I guess, um,
0: like always, when uh, is the new. Um, uh, good, uh, professions develop new modalities think of the 80s and the 90s when um, uh, life coaching started uh, to develop and um, the motivational speakers you know such as Anthony Robbins and so forth became really big Uh, you know there still are no standards really in life coaching other than that it works and that it helps people all right and that uh, it's it's a profession that has been on the rise in the last 20 years. Um, The the standards will be set by those who, you know, uh, have been doing this for a long time, you know, who uh, have uh, set standards there uh, in regards to, um, I don't want to say the masses, but uh, who have set standards uh, within their own communities. So what we need really is and this is uh, something that we, we work on uh, here with the Evolve project where uh, we're looking at um, uh, combining um, all energy healers of all uh, different um, modalities and try to work this out, what a good standard is. There are testing uh, uh, tools that we use, for instance, to test the integrity level of an energy worker. All right, this could be used for instance. We can teach someone to test the integrity level that does not necessarily give you um uh a hundred percent overview over how good this person is, but it will give you the information of uh how um integrity the person is meaning um you know like is this uh uh a quack or is this uh you know a a sincere energy worker that that would be um sort of the first uh, level of discernment and uh then also the consciousness level like how far can a can this healer lead me because not you know just because a healer um has limitations doesn't mean that he can't be um helpful or healing for people um you know you have to pick up people where they're at and there will be different uh, types of energy healers for different parts of the journey. So I'll make an example. One of the biggest issues that we that we have at this very moment is that a lot of people get stuck in, in, in mental looping, in mentalism. You know, they get stuck in their minds. And there will be energy workers who are really good at helping people to get out of their minds. But they may not be able to to guide them uh, past that you know when it comes to uh, like uh, say uh, maybe manifestation okay so there will be energy workers or energy healers that are really good at helping people with uh, manifesting their higher goals in life and then there will be energy workers who will be really good at helping people to decode some of their physical ailments you see, um, uh, we we are not dealing with a linear concept here. We're dealing with a um, with with a level of um, uh, service that is uh, more sort of uh, uh, horizontal rather than vertical. And within the, this whole group of energy healers, there'll be uh, you know certain types of, of specializations, just like they are with um, with the medicine, for instance, or psychology. We already have these, these meta sciences in place, you know, in, we have energy medicine, we have energy psychology, you know, those are, uh, disciplines that have already adopted energy work and that, that are beginning to imply, you know, uh, uh things out of energy healing into the, uh, the, the, the old scientific paradigm. And it's actually not that difficult to prove that energy uh, healing works that's already been proven the only problem is is that it cannot be broken down like a technical process it is very individual that's the that's the reason why uh the the the, the, the standardization or the the you know the the qualification of energy healers needs to be approached differently. And in, in our view, it needs to be approached by integrity level and consciousness level of the energy healer. In other words, how far this person can go himself. Right. And uh, you and um, Mr.
1: Casper there. Do you need to be visual when you see energy? How are, can people correctly gauge the energetic process and treat people? Say, for example, if they don't have visualizations, maybe they, they, they feel it but um, do you think that if somebody who's visually seeing the energy uh, is in a much better position to accurately gauge its effectiveness?
2: No, they're not. Um, each, every person has their way of doing things. You, you Typically, it's, it's like Yona talked about earlier, where typically it's very visual or very um, feeling-based. But in our experience, because um, I'm very visual, um, but as I've developed my feeling ability and sensing ability of, of feeling into a person's energy, the, the visual aspect has gotten more accurate. And I also know when it's not. Whereas a person, if they're completely focused on the visual, they have a tendency to get lost in it,
0: or their minds take off with right. it, such as jumping to conclusions, yeah. or because it, there, there's a limitation, you know, with the visual, and that is uh, that it, it's based on the per- person's personal experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, it, it can, you know, when, when you sense something in your visual, then your mind creates pictures to make you understand what you're sensing, and those can be limited.
2: And the same, well, the same thing happens with the, the, the sensing part of the feeling part, but what happens with that typically in our experience, it's a little more accurate. So you do not have to see. Um, a lot of times when we work with people, especially like when we work with people on how to how to work to clear people's energies, they get nervous about that. Like, can I do this? No, you can't. They totally can And actually, typically, they're more accurate. It's just a process of learning what that person's skill set is and working with it, you know, and adding to it. So if a person comes to us who's extremely visual, great, we're going to really work to add in that feeling component. Uh, if they come in and they're phenomenal at feeling and sensing, we're going to keep adding to that. And if the visual aspects come awesome, if they don't, no big deal. You can still be very effective.
0: So there's different ways to perceive energies, and uh, this is part of our training in the beginning that we make um, people aware of what their um, their primary channels are. Okay? So not everyone has... Um, uh, uh, the same way of seeing things I mean this this is uh, applies to everything in life you know even colors for instance you know you and this is already scientifically proven you know that not everybody perceives color the same way we can all say it's red and yet it will feel differently and it will even look differently and when it comes to shades of red you know when you go into the vertical with that then you you realize that everybody kind of sees red a little differently So uh, to use only one channel of our perception is or or usually can be a a, a limitation. So what we do is we help people to first identify what their primary uh, channel is, and then we add the other channels to it so that the the perception of of this uh, energy healer uh, broadens. It's like increasing the bandwidth, Ryan. You know, it's like... Remember those uh, 300-baud modems that we used as a plug into? the you know? This is like 300-baud or kilobit. actually uh, 300-bit a second, okay? We're now typically working with one megabit of data transfer, and that's basically what we do. We help people to increase the speed and the bandwidth. And in that process, that's really what it is. Uh, in learning how to become an energy healer. Uh, All these other channels of perception will be awakened or will be trained until the person gets to this place where they all begin to work together synergistically. And at some and uh, people who are naturally gifted to, to, to work with energies Will probably confirm this at some point. You can't really tell if you saw it first or felt it mm. first, or if you saw something like mathematical or geometrical with it? Or you know, everybody develops their own lexicon of sensations. But it is a very um, uh, uh, time intense process because you have to really learn yourself in the process. And that's uh, why um, I suggested earlier that a a, a qualification or a standardization in energy healing, uh, in my view, should be done through uh, determining the um, uh, the, the healing level, you know, how much the healer is healed, you know, and uh, that would be the integrity level, and how far uh, this person can actually go, how high... Of a frequency this person can hold for me uh, that would tell me everything you know not like as in as in judgmental but as in like how far this this healer can go all
1: right uh, hey well i just want to ask you about in closing what do you think are some of the things that a person can do if they want to decide to become an energy healer and take up uh, you know the costs, and become an energy what are some of the things that people can do how does this how does the, this process begin
0: well if they wanted to become an energy healer here at Transcolds uh, we require people to go through their own self healing process first we do not teach people uh energy healing uh unless they have uh, gone through um substantial uh, self healing because um you know when 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 you understand energy healing correctly then uh, it, then you know that everything that is unhealed in a person will uh, subconsciously be transferred to the client, to this, the patient. And so um, there are uh, energy healing um, modalities out there, such as, for instance, learning how to clear chakras. You know uh, that uh, this is something that I would recommend uh, people to start with, to just get familiar with their their the architecture and the anatomy of their own energy system, and feel this out, and actually begin to connect with their own energies first. Because um, different from other uh, professions, you know, like you can be, uh, you know, you can you can have a very healthy unhealthy lifestyle and and be uh, sick yourself and, and still be a really good neurosurgeon say you know or a medical doctor uh, you can have uh, uh, inner child issues and still be a good um, a good counselor but as energy worker that doesn't work as energy healer you need to have these things healed in yourself or else it will um, literally make you sick so as a precautious measure and also for the protection of of the people who want to become energy healers Um, a big part of the training is training on themselves and uh, when a person has done that and it typically takes uh, You know, depending on the willingness and the, the dedication that a person has, that, uh, that's something that Jeff was uh, uh, answering earlier. Um, this can go uh, quickly, but typically it takes about a year uh, uh, until a person is actually ready uh, as far as their own self-healing is concerned. And then they can join our beginner courses the beginner courses for energy healers they last uh, six months and then they uh, can go further so we we basically divided this into three modules and they're like um uh, roughly six months months each so if somebody comes and says you know uh I don't know why, but I feel this calling to become an energy healer. I've never done anything with energy healing before. Uh then uh, this person is looking at probably like two years, two and a half years um of uh uh of, of learning process and, and one half of that time will be uh actual self healing modalities.
1: Oh, so they have to work on themselves, grow their own stuff yeah. first. And yeah. when do they get to the point where they're like, okay, well, you know, now you're good.
0: Yes, that that's something you know, typically people begin to feel after some time, and that's, uh, of course, where the trainers come in, where we come in, you know, where we, um, uh, uh, you know, we can test this uh, and we can also see this in a person if they are able uh, to work with others. But before we take, and I, I know this may sound like uh a little superior or, or or making a special but this this has a lot to do with integrity you know we cannot teach people um uh, energy work techniques that uh, could potentially do harm to a patient or the healer him him or herself so um the uh, uh the initial um uh, uh, self uh, uh education and <clears throat> and self-healing process is probably the most important part of the entire training because it allows a person to empathetically feel what it means to be in those shoes, to be in that place that his or her future clients are going to be in. There is no way a person can do energy healing on somebody else if they do not know what that entails
2: well they can but it creates a lot of issues with um errors of perception awareness and can lead to a lot of uh, confusion and misinformation so that's the reason why we do that it's really to help the person be able to have a good understanding of their own abilities and their own patterns so that they don't get into um you can call it traps or you can call it just um confused information confused uh results
0: yeah, and as a matter of fact, the reason why we do this, Ryan, is not because we think it's so special what we do. It's because of our experience. Um, there are a lot of energy healing or or, or, or um, I don't want to uh, call any names. There's entire sections, entire uh, uh, groups of energy uh, healing uh, that uh, just train anybody, you know, over the weekend, uh, you know, on Udemy, you can learn anywhere, you know, to do these healing modalities. And um, the, what, what we have experienced in the last 10 years is that all these um, supposed healers that have never been trained correctly, that have never gone through self-healing themselves actually end up sick, end up absorbing you know uh these uh, energies that they work with with their clients and uh, become uh, uh really challenged in their health mentally emotionally and physically so what we're seeing here is is that if this training is not done in uh, this uh, integrous manner that I that I mentioned earlier then um, actually uh, there is more harm than good that is being produced uh, especially for the healer himself.
1: Well, excellent, excellent. All right, I want to thank everyone for being with us today on Heart Warriors Radio, Miss Jonah Brindis, Mr. Jeff Casper. Thank you so much for uh, I don't know, it was phenomenal what you guys were discussing about uh, the next generation energy healers and coaches, how they revolutionize the world. Thank you, answered a lot of great questions, and I hope people who are listening right now they take off the call and they, they explore this part of the consciousness because you're feeling it. If you you know you can feel. Um, you can see, you can hear, you got a really kind heart. I mean, this could be a great profession for a few years to come. To learn more about Mr. Jeff Casper, Mr. Younger Britus, please go to the website at Transcodes.com to learn more about me, Ryan McCormick. Please go to my website at OutOfLimitsRadio.com. All right, everyone, take good care, and we'll see you back here next week.
0: Yes, bye bye. Thanks. Great show, Ryan. Thank you.